Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Well, very good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore, and this is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for spending this time with us. Love to tell you about a great organization here in town. It is called A Little Help, and with us this morning is is Executive Director Dr. Paul Leon Ramsey. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. First off, tell me exactly what is A Little Help. So we are A Little Help. We we do the kind of simple neighbor-driven chores and activities that that folks who are older adults mm-hmm. who are staying who want to stay in their home um, need done so we rake leaves uh, we give rides to the grocery store and to the doctor we pair older adults up with with a neighbor for the winter with for snow shoveling oh okay um we have big work days that we call service Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have at the locations that we have a higher density of, you know, more people that are, that are members, we'll, we can have up to 300 people that'll gather at, let's say South high school in the parking lot on a Saturday morning. And then we'll, we'll move them into teams of six or seven, and then they'll go to 60 or 70 folks homes that day and work for a few hours and, and do kind of the stuff to get the house ready for the winter. Um, the, the raking and the weed right. pulling and maybe moving the patio furniture back into mm-hmm. the garage or moving some boxes up into the attic, washing windows, um, all those things. And probably more importantly on on almost anything that we do, they'll, they'll provide a social connection. They'll listen to the stories. Our volunteers are of all ages. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can imagine that a fairly isolated o- older adult uh, living in her home, let's say a 90-year-old widow who's who hasn't really navigated some of those things before and has a family of four coming to her home and she's getting to talk to the the uh, middle school aged uh, kid about their their soccer team or a or a four year old about um, books and movies he mm-hmm. likes to read and telling stories about what Denver was like um, way back when right is really makes them feel a sense of belonging in their own neighborhood a sense of meaning and especially. With as much as Denver's grown over the last couple decades, there's people who can be kind of feel alone in the house they've lived in for 60 plus years. And this is just a way to help um, affirm that that they are really the most valuable asset of any neighborhood. And is the goal here really to help keep these older folks in their homes? Yes. And self-sufficient? Or I I, I guess I'm sure there's more than one I would say thriving in their home because if they're... I mean, just staying in your home is not a, a super goal because sure. you can have someone that maybe shouldn't be. Uh-huh. Um, in our society, the greatest generation has obviously kind of paved the way for um, everything that we we have today. Right. However, their their greatest kind of uh, value has been independence. Mm-hmm. The fact is that as you grow older and as you grow more isolated independence can become a hindrance. Right. And so we really, I think, focus on interdependence so that the neighbors are helping them um, with a sense of community and a sense of um, cooperating together so that they can stay where they want to stay, so that they're more connected, so that they're more sufficient 
Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't call that necessarily self-sufficiency because right. because they're they're plugged in to to folks who can help them take out the recycling bin or do some things that that as we grow older um, we don't necessarily aren't aren't necessarily able to do right. even if we want to. The statistics say I think ARP says that ninety percent of folks want to stay in their own home, and I sure. I think that's probably low. Like in the time the eight plus years I've been doing this, I haven't met someone that really is saying in their 50s and 60s. And then I long to be moving to um, what used to be called a nursing home or assisted living. living, I I think all of us want to be kind of our own agent. And Mm -hmm. so uh, we really, we, I guess we are the, the vehicle that helps neighbors um, connect with, with, the older adults of their neighborhood. I love it because I know I have the Nextdoor app on my phone mm-hmm. and I live in a neighborhood, an older neighborhood yep. with a lot of older um, folks in it. And you see all the time help, you know, mm-hmm. just need somebody to come by and pull some weeds. Yep. Hey, could somebody come and help me get the gutters cleaned mm-hmm. out and just different things that are part of that home maintenance. But yeah, as you get older, you don't want to be climbing up in the ladder. Or maybe you can't even. Mm-hmm. So with a little help, do um, the elderly community um, who needs help, do they need to join? How does that work? They join. So they would call our office at 720-242-9032 or, or connect with us on our website, alittlehelp.org. Um, and that would be true for volunteers or the older adult members. Um, we really aren't a one-off. So we're not, you know, um, someone doesn't pay us for a particular thing. Okay. Um, they pay what they can to join for an annual membership. And then we have picnics and we have um, different, you know, holiday parties and we have uh, what we call tough talks where we have conversations about maybe giving up the keys or other kind of um, touchier subjects that Mm -hmm. we'll deal with that with tough talks. But it's a membership-driven organization. And the volunteers join as members as well. And those volunteers that who are drivers, we get their their driving record and their we we background check all of our volunteers and um, we have training um, virtual training through our website that they can go through and most of that's just very common sense because we really we don't do the super heavy lifting like mm-hmm. a like one of our partners like Seniors Resource Center or some other groups that might have case managers and things like that we really are just helping to connect neighbors um, to to help seniors thrive. And you said it's membership driven for both the folks that join and, and for the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much you said, whatever they feel like they can give. To yeah, join. it's a pay what you can. And so okay. I think that the average is probably $250 a year when they do. And some people are a hundred dollars a year, but they're not paying any, you know, they're not reimbursing and we're not reimbursing the volunteers who are driving or doing anything else. It's their, the, the volunteers are really, that is their um, philanthropy okay. um, and their, you know, their gift to the overall, I guess, welfare of their neighborhood. And so do the volunteers pay as well then to they join can. and be a Some member? T- I mean, our volunteer base is really probably our best donor base because um, we're, we're a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. Yep. Um, we get um, generous grants from Anschutz Foundation and Anschutz Family Foundation. Um, uh, the Daniels Fund just gave us a, a great grant. We, we get grants from... Uh, Rose Community Foundation, mm-hmm. you know, from the all the generous kind of sure. uh, grant makers in town. But, you know, really, um, 
our private donor base and the, the fundraisers and things like that are what allow us to do this pay what you can mm-hmm. model, which is, I think, very unique. And we knew that we needed to grow throughout the city. And now we've grown into other parts of the state as well. And we're, we're, we're throughout um, Metro Denver. Um, there's some neighborhoods we don't serve because we don't have volunteers, but we're, right. we're, we're in all different parts of Metro Denver and we're in Northern Colorado and, and, and on the Western Slope and things. We knew that we had to, we couldn't be Washington Park Cares if we wanted to be a statewide organization. Right. And so uh, when we did kind of some focus groups with our existing members way back when, one of the things that as I was talking to folks, they would say, I don't need any help. Hmm. And then they'd say, well, sometimes I need a sure. little help. Yeah. And so we became a little help. And it also defined what we do. Like yep. we don't do, we're, we're not really equipped to give uh, uh, for for ADA type of rides. We're not really equipped for folks that have extreme needs. Mm-hmm. I think our typical member is a person that's living off of social security, maybe a little bit of a pension. They own their home, but the idea of the upkeep and the idea of all those other things is is I think financially intimidating at least. Right, and, and so, a lot of yeah. them, like you said, on fixed incomes. Very much. Almost all of our folks are on fixed incomes. So once again, if you're just joining me, we're talking to Dr. Paul Leon Ramsey. He is the executive director of A Little Help, exactly what it sounds like, offering our senior citizens a little bit of help so that they can stay in their homes if they're thriving in their homes. I think yep. that's an important mm-hmm. part to put in this. And it is a membership-driven organization, and you are a charity, a 501c3 organization. Yes, ma'am. So the money that comes in from the membership, from the grants, what is that money used for? Really, it's used for to staff, you know, because we need staff to be able to coordinate the volunteers, to mm-hmm. be able to train the volunteers, to be able to um, to answer the phones, to be, you know, all those things. It's it's staff, it's 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 offices and mm-hmm. and it's liability insurance. There's not much more to it. What about supplies? If for the volunteers going out to work on someone's house and that person needs supplies, do the volunteers usually buy them themselves? Does it's that both. come from you? It's both. So okay. so most of the like when we do a service Saturday, now over the years we've probably accumulated 200 rakes. Um you know, we've bought we bought those rakes over the years and we have clippers and pruners and mm-hmm. bags and all that kind of stuff. So that's the, but, but when we have a service Saturday or when someone volunteers to go shovel a walk, almost always they just bring their own shovel or they'll okay. bring their own rake or they'll do that kind of thing. That kind of thing. So what about if there's a need that's bigger that mm-hmm. a little help can't do? Maybe it's a construction or a plumbing mm-hmm. or electrical or something just kind of out of your typical realm. How does that get handled? So we have a list, uh, a few different ways. One, as I said, we partner with Seniors Resource Center, who who has chore services and some other, and Brothers Redevelopment, another great nonprofit that does bigger stuff. And Dr. Cog has a uh, a network of care that kind of that we work as a part of their referral service and everything else. So we'll hand some of those off. The other piece, though, is we have a list of what we would call maybe preferred providers who are vetted by our membership, mm-hmm. who of electricians and handymen and women and um, plumbers and things like that, who we've had great luck referring over the years. And so we have a list of that, which now that there's not, you know, you can't just leaf through the yellow pages and find someone. And, right. And some of our older adults don't have the internet, so they can't see what a Yelp review or even the Better Business Bureau would say about uh, an, uh, a business. Mm-hmm. So we, we have those connections and help um kind of hand off those relationships to folks 
and we'll always give two or three referrals so that that's kind of between the the member and and the the contractor. Right. And is that is that work usually discounted pro bono? Very very often um our folks will will discount it and then there's times that will if someone's super low income or has is struggling at a time we'll we're able to find a contractor that will work with them at at what rate they can afford. But typically a person will pay 15 20% less than okay. what they would to you or me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So tell me this, for the seniors that join a little help and are looking for that little help, are they usually seniors here in our Colorado community without family here, or does it just depend? It's both. Um, one of the things that we've found is that there's folks with large families um, that don't want to continue to rely on their, their kids, their oh. adult kids, over and over and over again. Okay. And caregiving is exhausting. We also are able to kind of give some caregiver respite because we're taking maybe one or two things off of the primary caregiver's plate in a particular week, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and, and I found also that, that the volunteers, when we have someone that's coming in, even if it's just to spend social time, a volunteer coming in to spend a couple hours here or there, um, it, it can help to breathe some life into the home. Sure. You know, so let's say if uh, a family, if a couple has, um, is caring for, you know, a husband caring for his wife with dementia. And he's able to go maybe get his haircut or go grab a beer or some coffee or whatever. But then he's back and he's kind of, his wife's telling a story that he hasn't heard for a while. She's kind of, she's experiencing a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so it creates something that's kind of beautiful in community that that a caregiver, an exhausted caregiver, right. can't necessarily do on his or her own. How many, if, if we're going to ask folks and, you know, because a lot of folks will be hearing and listening right now and saying, hey, I'd like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. How many volunteers would you love to see get in this oh, year? If we had, you know, if we had a volunteer on every block that we serve, we'd be able to really do a better job of um, meeting the needs mm-hmm. of older adults. We probably in Denver right now have 2,000, 2,500 volunteers. If we could have 10 times more than that, we yeah. have 10 times more um, you know, more older adults connected um, to the people in their community. Yeah, and they're such a vital part of our community. Oh, yes. They're, yeah, and, and especially there's so many of our folks that, that volunteer because they're a young family and their parents or grandparents are in Iowa or in Indiana mm-hmm. or in California or Texas, wherever it is. And so this gives their their kids a sense of, of rootedness mm-hmm. in in our city. I love it. All right. So for folks, if you're listening and you're wanting to volunteer or maybe you're a senior citizen and you could use a little help, uh, all you need to do is go to the website, which is once again, a little help dot org or the phone number to call the office. 720-242-9032. All right. Dr. Paul Leon Ramsey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. We've been talking to the executive director of a little help. I'm Melissa Moore. This is Mile High Magazine. Go and have a great Sunday.